Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are both 873% ready for the school year to be over. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Okay, so we're going to talk about sports. Imagine that. Um, First of all, please, Oilers, don't extend Chris Russell. I'm just going to say that forever until (laughs) something gets decided there. Um... But that's all we're going to talk about about the others. Yeah. Because we found out some great stuff this week. There's bigger and better things out bigger there. Bigger and better things in the world of sports. And of course they come from Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. In which all things do. Apparently. Fucking Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, my mom finally listened to an episode of the podcast, and she gave me some feedback, and she said I say um too much, and like too much, and swear too much. She had some notes. She had some notes that I did not ask for, because she's my mom, and I love her very much. Uh, thanks for listening, Mom. I appreciate it. Um, so, we're going to talk about uh, climate change? Yes. Deniers, and sports, and other stuff like that. Because Roger Millions who, uh, those of you in Edmonton may remember as the old, like, CTV sports guy. Um, oh, was he here first? I didn't know He that. was here first. Um, and he's now on the Sportsnet crew for Flames broadcasts. Uh, is a climate change denier. He is. Not surprising. It's really not surprising. No. Somehow, it's not. But, like, I don't understand why. I re- like, let's be, let's be, let's put it all out there. Climate change is real. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's always a bad thing like yes the climate is in flux all the time yes but but humans have exacerbated the process like we've we've made it so much worse yeah and because of that it's humans who need to take action to fix and slow that so if you're like roger millions and have your head in the sand um you will know you said that a lot more i would have said up your butt well, I tweeted that if he pretty soon because of climate change that there wouldn't be any sound for him to bury his head in. Oh, I like um, that. Yeah, he didn't respond. Okay. He also didn't block me. I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, but if you are like Roger Millions and have your head in the sand, you won't know that Donald Trump, um, President Cheeto Face, uh, pulled <laughs> the United States out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah. Um, which conveniently, because of the, the time that it's going to take for them to hit that target, is actually the day after the 2020 election is the final deadline. So he's made it an election issue. So Democrats, do your thing. Oh my God, please do your thing. Um, like Joe Biden apparently has a, a pack now for Does 2020. He? But And I wonder if he's running or if he's literally just pretending that he's going to run. So that Trump will start campaigning again and stop Com- being... He's already and campaigning. St- but, like, legitimately campaigning yeah. and not presidenting. But anyway, so Trump pulls the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah. There are three countries in the world now who are not signatories to this agreement. Correct. Syria, in a civil war. In a civil war. And they're, yeah, like, they're way too busy killing their own people to worry yeah. about the climate. Nicaragua says it doesn't go far enough. They want to be on renewables within five years. Yeah. And the United States. Um, Which eight. reasons? Question mark. Coal mining? One of the things that, one of the <laughs> rationales that they've given about that is that um, the coal industry is going to be harmed by this push for green energy, which is probably true, except not at all, because there are more people in the United States who work at Arby's <laughs> than <laughs> who work in the coal mining industry. Oh, this is the best statistic I've ever heard um, in my life. And so, those of you on Twitter, if you've ever seen, uh, like, the Nihilist Arby's Twitter account, this just makes it so much better somehow. Oh, did they go off about they that? They didn't, but oh. I just think it's funny that that, ex- that account exists. So, yeah, there's more people in the States who work at Arby's 
than work in the coal mining industry. So I'm not really 100% sure what some of the rationale is. And I mean, Trump said something the other day about how he was voted. Um, people in Pittsburgh voted for him and not people from Paris. And then the mayor of Pittsburgh was like, um, actually 77% of our city did not vote for you. And also we have more people in renewables and tech than we do yeah. coal in the state. So... Yeah. XX. Donald Trump doesn't know things, apparently. 100%. But That's not a surprise to so us. So we're not, we don't want to talk a lot about Donald no. Trump because he's the worst. But we want to talk about some of these, I guess, opinions and positions that people have about climate change and other quasi-political issues, issues in yeah. sports um, yeah. and how a lot of the times you get told to stick to sports when you talk about things that aren't sports. Yeah. Um, so Roger Millions is a climate change denier. Mm-hmm. He wants more scientific proof or something or another. Also, that, what would that be? I don't know. What could that possibly be? I'm not sure. I don't know what that would look like. Boggles them. Like, how much more data do you need than, like, changing temperature data and knowing that, like... Like sea 14 of the last the 15 years have been the off. warmest year on record. What else is there? <laughs> I don't know. But like I said, if he's not careful and the sea ice all melts and the oceans rise, there's not going to be any sand for him to bury his head under. And maybe he'll have to recognize that climate change is in fact real. Yeah. Um, but I wonder where that opinion comes from. I think it comes from fear and discomfort because people inherently don't want to be uncomfortable and fearful and so they shut out things that scare them but what are they afraid of having to deal with it having to change having to do anything proactive humans would rather do nothing every single time than have to do something that's true that's a fair point yeah we would like when it comes to like making plans and going to do stuff we would rather just not do things yeah than do things and are so oblivious about our own actions and how they harm others like why do you think we have war and (laughs) child soldiers and fucking climate change problems like yeah well and i mean when you look at um so if you were to look at like a time graph of the world um from the industrial revolution on and start to look at like you know measured temperatures and whatnot Mm -hmm. like it's very obvious that there has been human influence yeah. on the global climate. You can, I don't think you can deny that. I mean, no. you can, apparently, because people do it all the time. But that doesn't mean you're right. Yeah, that means you're just dumb. Um, <laughs> which people who listen to Roger Millions talk about hockey know that he's dumb, too. So, like, really, this isn't new. That's true. This isn't new or anything. No. Um, but I think looking at our impact on the world is maybe a hard thing for people to do. Because does it mean you have to have a smaller house? Does it mean, like, you know, does it mean you have to drive a different car? And I don't think those are the answers. Because the stuff that we have already exists. Mm -hmm. Um, But is there a way maybe for municipalities to flip to, like, green energy and solar power? Yeah. There has to be, like, there has to be big changes made. There does have to be. More than individual changes. Um, And so things like... I don't understand solar power. I mean, I get it mostly. And I know that you can store, obviously you store energy in mm-hmm. batteries um, because on days that it's cloudy, like I get it. And so, but people are yeah. like, well, how can you get solar power when it's cloudy? Well, let me tell you about batteries. There, there's a way that it, that it works. Um, and there are places in the world um, that have switched to mostly renewable energy sources mm-hmm. and done so quite painlessly. Um, and so I think it's possible. I think the problem is... Yeah, just an obstinate attitude towards change. But also, economic lobbies are quite powerful. They are. That's very true. Right? Think of think of coal, think of oil, 
think of how many people have, especially elected people, have, you know, lobbying and support money and contributions from those types of things, especially in the states. But it's interesting. And, like, same thing for NRA. Like, But you think about things like the smoking lobby has more, more or less worked. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, there's incontrovertible proof that smoking kills people. Yeah. And so people are like, okay, well, now we have, like, in Canada anyway, we have those graphic cigarette packages and now you can't just see cigarettes when you go into a convenience store or whatever they're hidden um they're more expensive they're more expensive their taxes on them are higher and it it is a deterrence Mm -hmm. um for people buying them because you can't change people's behavior you can't change behavior but you can influence it in some way get them to think about what they're doing and if it all of a sudden is going to cost you a bunch more yeah maybe you'll stop doing it so Mm -hmm. maybe what they need to do is like maybe at some point it's not yet but the tipping point maybe will be that renewable energy will be cheaper than conventional energy sources. Yeah, and I think that's where it needs to come from, an economic standpoint. That it's a a better alternative than blank. And especially in, like, a Western capitalist society. society, It has to definitely, there has to be an economic benefit to switch over. Mm -hmm. But I think once that happens, I think people will realize how much better it is. Like, I would love, at my house, for example, a tankless water heater. Yeah. That would be great. I would never run out of hot water on the, those occasions when I want to take a shower that's longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, for Which sure. is not very often. But I wouldn't run out of hot water. Um, but I don't need to have constant hot water. Yeah. Because I'm not home for All approximately 16 hours a day. Yeah. I don't need my hot water heater working in those 16 hours. But I'm not going to go and shut it off every day before I leave for work. Because I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. So listening to some of the opinions from people in the sports community um, is always really interesting because we look at them as, um, maybe not like media people, but definitely athletes. We look at them as role models. And entertainers. And entertainers. At times we're not able to think of them as full, complete humans. No, we, we slot them into, boxes, into these boxes yeah. and, and sometimes when they stray from those boxes, we get annoyed. Yeah. Um, and so like hearing that Roger Millions is a climate change denier... Not ultimately all that surprising, but also not really that concerning, because he's just a... He doesn't have an influence He doesn't base. have a big enough influence yeah. base. Um, but in response to that, I mean, it obviously wasn't in response to millions, but Jonathan Taves yesterday mm-hmm. um, put out something on Instagram. It was uh, quite lengthy. It was quite lengthy, and he spelled all his words right, which was nice. And I, I don't mean that glibly. Like, it's good that he had the foresight to, like, spell check It's well that. put together, yeah. Because it you can purposeful. take it a little bit more serious yeah. when there's no spelling mistakes and something like that. Um, but he put out this statement about climate change, and that, like, maybe, maybe you don't necessarily believe 100% that it's real, but you have to look around at the world around you and mm-hmm. sort of recognize that things are changing. Yeah, and open your eyes and, and be aware and don't yeah. be so closed. But as we were talking before, my, my concern with that is, like, it didn't say anything really. No, like it was. It was a very political move. Yes, very much. And I mean, he has in the past like spoken out against Donald Trump's influence and stuff. So yeah. he's on the side of good in that battle, I suppose. Um, he might not be legitimately one of the hundred best NHLers <laughs> of all time, but like every t- you're gonna use that every time it's, it's every the best. Time. I'm I'm happy you're so committed to it. But um he's definitely a stand up person. Yes. And I he's agree. not afraid to use that platform that he has to say things. Which is nice. Because mm-hmm. of course because it was the internet and people are the worst, the comments that he got about just sticking to sports and people calling him a pussy and 
whatever, for having how, an opinion. What does that even mean? I don't know. But God, for having people, an opinion. I've said this before. Get better insults. Like, at least make yeah. them mean something. Yeah. And be relevant. Like, come on. And, like, really, if that's where you're going to go to talk about someone who's weak, you clearly don't know what it does. And you think that caring and about the world. And how much power it wields over you. And other people is, like, weakness. And that's real pathetic. Yeah. Get anyway. better. Be like Shakespeare. Yes. Or like Monty Python. Even. Better insults. Um, but yeah, so listening to uh, to what Tapes had to say or reading what he had to say and looking at the comments, like it's just, it's not surprising at all. Yeah. Um, and the internet sort of brings, has this, this way of bringing out people who wouldn't necessarily say things to people's faces, but they will absolutely say them from behind the screen. And we've, we've experienced it. You've all experienced it. You've seen it. Maybe you've done it. Uh, I don't know. But it wasn't surprising to me to see some of the responses to what he had to say. No. And he, like Kelsey says, he didn't really say anything. He was just sort of making a point that, you know, maybe you need to pay a little bit of attention Mm -hmm. to what's around you. Yeah. And recognize that things are different and they totally are. Mm -hmm. Like they absolutely are different. And I was a bit disappointed by that. Because I was like, just, just, that bothers me so much when people just don't stand up for what they believe in. Like, I, I truly don't believe that Donald Trump stands for anything that he talks about. I don't believe he has that much substance in him. No, I don't think so either. But, like, at least do it with conviction. Yeah. And, like, we were trying to put together a list of people who do that. And for all the shit that Andrew Ference and, and Ben Scribbins take in Edmonton, they are... For their on-ice For their on-ice performance. Stuff. Off ice, they're absolutely committed to what they believe in. Things like LGBT, two two Q, Q two, LGBT TQ, I think. TQ, yeah, two, and there's a two at the end now. Yeah, right? for two spirited. I think so. Okay, regardless, so powerful in in champion that community with you can play and with um, the the rainbow tape that they put on. Yeah, with the pride tape and pride tape on the sticks and. And just being champions. visible and vocal. And, like, I mean, Andrew yes. France, I mean, just, yeah, say what you want about his play um, as an other. But while he was a captain, he marched in the Pride Parade here. Yeah. And I think it's Scrivens. Scrivens and yeah, Jenny yeah, did yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Ben and, and Jenny Scrivens did as well. And, I mean, and so they're not afraid to take a stand and actually be mm-hmm. consistent in exactly. their opinions. And be vocal about um, what they believe in. And I think that's great. And putting themselves on the line for that, especially yeah. from sports fans who are so one-sided and... And, like, understanding that they are appealing to an audience that wants them to stick to sports. Yes. And doing it even Unf- though. Yeah, yeah, just unfailingly or unflinchingly, which is ridiculous. Like, why... I mean, I asked the question on Twitter yesterday because I was curious and I was sort of like, what... Um, athletes opinion like sports opinions uh, or non-sports opinions surprised you mm-hmm. and one that I'd forgotten about even though it happened fairly recently was Gretzky um, stumping for Stephen Harper oh and I was like oh, oh that's yeah really disappointing. That, was, that was gross I do so remember like, Wayne that. what are you doing yeah like a you don't live here anymore well you know, now he kind of does but like mm-hmm. you don't live here anymore and why but then you have to remember too that lots of those guys like they're rich and yeah so yeah I think I get you know I think we forget that sometimes was it wish that said like liberally socially liberal fiscally conservative conservative. yeah Yeah. which is probably fairly true athletes totally I think it's fairly true um, yeah for lots of athletes which uh, yeah it makes sense of course 
but it's sort of surprising sometimes when they come out and say things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, The Rock, that he is, like, identified as a Republican. A, a Republican. He, I mean, he's now kind of clarified and said that he's registered as an independent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I would suppose fiscally he'd probably be quite conservative just because of the amount of money that he makes. Oh, and the things that he, like, values. Yeah. And it, it totally would make sense for yeah. him to be a Republican. But it, it's disappointing when you hear that, when it's someone that you admire, because you, like, you want them to be all of those things. Yeah. Like, we've talked before about Chris Evans um, yeah. and his support for Tom Brady because he's a Patriots fan and Brady's won the five Super Bowls and whatever. But also, like, Tom Brady and Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are, like, friends of Donald Trump. Yeah. And, like, I don't really care how good your quarterback is. That's, like, a hard thing to swallow. And I don't know if I'd give my quarterback a pass. Yeah. If for I, that. It would break my heart if Aaron Rodgers was Donald Trump's friend. Or, you know, there was a photo of them together. Okay, imagine if Connor McDavid was friends with Brian Jean. Oh, my. Right? That silence you just heard was the collective hearts of, like, liberal oiler fans just breaking. Like, imagine the impact that that would have. Yeah. What do you do with that knowledge, then? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. But there are people who are committed um, to causes that they they feel are important Mm -hmm. to the risk of their reputation to the risk of their reputation and they use that um platform that they have to talk about that and and a good example is colin kaepernick absolutely um he if you don't know if you don't pay attention to the nfl he made a choice last season to kneel during the national anthem Mm -hmm. um, out of respect for the black lives matter movement and sort of in honor of people who've been killed by the police, essentially. It was was yeah. where he started, and he's gone quite a lot further than that now. He's committed um, $100,000 a month to charity, and he's on month seven, I think, right now. So yeah. he's, he's on... He's donated $700,000 to various charities, um, and he doesn't have a job for next season. I can't believe that. In the NFL. Uh, he apparently had a meeting with the Seahawks. I just read this this morning, and uh, Pete Carroll... And the Seahawks coach said that they don't really have space for Kaepernick because they see him as a starter. And they yeah. already have a starting quarterback. That does make sense. It does make sense because I think he's good enough to be a starting quarterback. But and I, I he think, would fit in with that type of city. Yeah, but I think his politics yeah. have... But wasn't he in San Francisco? He was in San Francisco. Aren't they a sanctuary city, quote-unquote? Yeah, and I don't think it was the city so much. I think it was his on-field play that was the problem on the team. Um, but it was amazing how many people were upset that he was taking a stand. Yeah. Um, in and a country saying, that's supposedly like the land of the free. Yeah. Right? And the home of the brave. And both of those things. that What he did required that measure of freedom and also some bravery. Knowing that the spotlight is on him and knowing that people are going to have yeah. this reaction to whatever it is he's doing. Um, and so, it's. I mean, he's not the best quarterback out there. No. But he's better than some. Like, I'm sure the Cleveland Browns could use him because they could use literally anybody, but I, even they won't take a chance, which to me just seems crazy. That's bizarre. And it's because his politics have um, colored people's perspectives. But for Cleveland, that's what I don't get, because I also put LeBron, and he is awfully committed to voicing his anger and frustration for how many people... Are, are murdered by police each year. Specifically well, kids 
and African Americans for sure. And last week before the game, his home in L.A. was vandalized with a racial slur. Right, and I was just going to bring that up. And Jason Whitlock, um, who's on Fox Sports, I think, yeah, um, talks about how LeBron and other like famous black people don't experience racism the same way that non-famous black people do because they've kind of elevated themselves above it. Keeping in mind that Whitlock himself is black and this is an important yes. thing. Um, and I don't think that that's fair at all. No. Because regardless of what LeBron's done in basketball and in his personal life and through with charities and social issues and whatever, there are still people out in the world who cannot see past the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how good of a person he is. To the point where they hate him to the because point, of that. Yeah, and like that's insane. Mm-hmm. And so for Whitlock to suggest that someone like LeBron has sort of transcended racism. Racism is absurd. Bullshit. Like, he clearly has not. Um, It happened just recently in a baseball game. Um, I can't remember. One of the Red Sox players um, was... Somebody called him a racial slur from the stands. Mm -hmm. And there was a bunch of discussion over whether or not it was actually said. You know, a bunch of... Well, maybe maybe you just thought you heard it. Maybe you were listening for it. And so you... (laughs) What? Yeah, because I'm sure in the middle of a baseball game... You're waiting around to see if someone's going to drop the end bomb on you. Like, yeah. come on. That's... Anyway. Um, and so, you have this this culture in sports, among sports fans, where they want their athletes to just stick to sports. Yeah. And I think those who do are doing themselves and their communities a disservice. Absolutely. Because you've got people who are influential, who have status who have wealth and what you've contributed to yeah and they by definition are agents of change because of that because that's what we've decided they are that they are that's how it works we and watch so, and pay millions of dollars for grown men as you said to play child sports each year and we watch and we give money gladly yeah and like the oilers are getting new jerseys next year because adidas is designing jerseys for the nhl next year and the colors are going to be a little bit different and you know people who already have Orange jerseys are going to buy a new one because it's the new one to have. Yeah. And so we're more than okay spending our money. But maybe, does that maybe give people the feeling... of ownership? Yeah, like the sense that they can control the opinion. But then you're positing that they aren't humans. That they are in some way... I don't want to throw the slave word out there, but... Some way... They're chattel. They're property. Yes. They're property. Come do this thing, play your game for me, Yeah, and stop when I want you to stop. Yeah. And don't be a real person. Yeah. In any capacity. Like, how many times have players been criticized for being with their wives while they're giving birth to their children? It's in baseball that happens a lot. That's that's the one. Good lord. That's insane. Especially in baseball where you play a thousand games. (laughs) Like, come on. It's only 162. You spend most of the time standing. Yeah. Like, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. I know, it's, it's a very strange, that's a very strange thing. And so we, we expect them to be, like, circus dogs, yeah. essentially. Like, perform on command, do what we want you to do, but nothing else. We don't yeah. want to, and that's one of, the, one of the things that I find really interesting when you listen to interviews with athletes, and it doesn't matter what sport, so many of them are just so, like, whitewashed yeah what they say they don't, like, say, they don't say anything because they know there's no point like i remember when in january when um trump's travel ban the first one 
was out and uh, media in Toronto asked Kyle Lowry what he thought. Yeah. And he said it was bullshit. And he said about four or five different times in this little 30 second soundbite that it was was bullshit. bullshit. And then one reporter asked him at the end of it if he could make another statement about it without swearing. And he's like, no, you can edit that out. Yeah. Like, what a dumb question. Because he was, he wanted, you want to, you want these guys to give honest answers and then they give honest answers and then you're upset about it. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. So when someone like Richard Sherman. Yeah. Who is intense. Yeah. He's very intense and I think he'd be a hard person to play with, but he's very vocal and he's very smart. Mm -hmm. When he goes off about something, whether it's about sports or something else, you should listen. You should, yeah. Because he's a lot more interesting to listen to than like Marshawn Lynch. Who's just there so he doesn't get fined. Yeah. Which is funny. Which is still its own... It's its own statement. Its own statement and protest against that system, yes. Because he's saying it doesn't matter what I say. Yes. I'm here. I'm here and I'm just here I so I could literally say nothing yeah. and it still matters. But... And he's, I guess he's making a point, but I would yeah. much rather listen to Richard Sherman or mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick... Say something... Say something useful and intelligent yeah. than listen to Marshawn Lynch say that. Um, and we put a couple other guys on, on the list that I added. Yeah. Um, so in response to that thing with Whitlock um, and LeBron, uh, Martellus Bennett, who the Packers picked up um, from the Patriots this year, he made a point on Twitter to remind Whitlock that no racism isn't over mm-hmm. just because you have money. Um, and that Whitlock is also just, he, and he dropped the end bomb on ESPN or Fox or wherever, he's, wherever he does his, his work. Um, and that there are people who believe that about Whitlock himself. Yeah. Even though he's got this forum and he talks about sports and he's very knowledgeable and he's been given an audience and he's been given a position of influence, you know, he... He's just that thing. He's just that thing to a lot of people. Um, and the one that I think is most interesting, and I don't know if you know much about it, is Chris Cluey, who used to be a kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and yeah, it, he does some writing for Deadspin. He does some writing for Deadspin and he's very smart. He is. Um, and I think that was his downfall in his football career. Because there can't was... Can't be too smart for the NFL. Can't, oh no, you really can't. Um... Unless you're, like, an engineer or something, and then they don't seem to care so much. Um, but if you're, like, smart politically, they don't like that. But uh, if you... I want to say it was in 2012 or 2013, uh, Cluey was fairly outspoken about um, some, acts, like, homophobic language that was being used in and around the, the Vikings team and yeah. in the locker room and with training staff and stuff. And I can't remember the circumstances, but he ended up writing something about it. Um, and then he was released from his from his contract at the end of the season. And, and he pretty much maintained... He's pretty convinced that it's because he, ha- he, he said took this opinion. Yeah. And is that essentially... Um, the point of view was you spoke out against a team? Like you, yes. You didn't you toe the line. You weren't loyal and you weren't... Okay. Yeah. You didn't toe the line and so we had to let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done fine. He's written a book, I think, since then. I don't know if it's been published yet, but he's like written a book and he writes for Deadspin and he's very smart and he's like quite active in a crusade against... Trump and Trump's politics mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and he's very, very outspoken still. And he does have considerable influence because of who he is. Yeah. But it's interesting that because he's not playing anymore, he's a lot more free to speak his mind. Yeah. Um, and which is good. Um, going back to Martellus Bennett, like the Patriots won the Super Bowl last year and he said before the Super Bowl that he wouldn't go to the White House to meet with Donald Trump. Yeah. And then they won the Super Bowl. And he didn't go to the White House to meet with Donald good Trump. Like him. he stood, he stood on that, and I think that's good. And he wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. There was a number of guys who chose not to go. And like we must say, even if it was, you know, if 
if Ottawa ended up winning the Stanley Cup and someone on Ottawa's team disagreed with Justin Trudeau's policies on whatever and they didn't go, I'd be like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, stand for, at least stand up for some conviction. But, like, why do sports teams have to go to the White House anyway? Yeah, I don't know. That's that weird. Either. That's really, really bizarre. And why do we play national anthems before sports games? It's a whole other conversation. It's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. Like, if you had a team of only Canadian kids, then sure. Yeah. Like, in international tournaments, that actually makes sense. Because, but in a National Hockey League or an MLB or, like, are you going to play in a Major League Baseball game? Are you going to play the anthems of the United States and Puerto Rico and the Dominican and everywhere else where you have someone playing from? Stupid. Like, the Yankees have a guy who was born in the Netherlands on their team, so they're going to play the Dutch national anthem. Do they really? Yeah, Didi Gregorius. Yeah. That's cool, Yeah, man. but, like, are they going to play that? They no. also have a guy who was born in Korea. Are they going to play the South Korean national anthem? No. No, they're just going to play the U.S. national anthem. Yeah. And it's such a weird... It's a dumb thing. It's so bizarre. If I was GM, remember that question before? Yeah. <laughs> if I was GM, I would lobby to not play national anthems before games. Yeah, it's weird. It's so stupid. It's apparently national anthems at sporting events started because of baseball, and it was a wasn't it during wartime? Yeah, it was. It was during wartime. Yeah, it might have been during the First World War, and it was like in the seventh inning stretch, they like played the national anthem, mm-hmm. and then it slowly it migrated to it's being started. played before, and then it was like, oh well, we have a team from this country and a team from this country, so now we have to play both. It's really dumb. It is really dumb, and like, and then in Canada because we have the bilingual thing, then. You know, do you play it in English? Do you do it in French? Do you do that weird yeah. combo one? Well, especially because Colin got so much shit. Like, football is a political sport. And it's like, as soon as you have military there with their military colors and dress uniform. And the fighter singing, jets flying and over. fighter jets flying, singing the national anthem. It's, you've made it a political event. Yeah. Stick to sports, bro. Well, I would like to. Yeah, I don't I, need the national anthem. No. But if you're going to play the national anthem, I'm going to take the opportunity to kneel while it yeah. plays. Because there are other people who don't get that opportunity Absolutely. anymore. And I don't see why that's like a... Me neither. Why that's a thing. And I put another athlete on there. Um, Kurt Schilling used to be a baseball pitcher. And he's just like... He is as right wing as they come. And that was and he's really like surprising. conspiracy theory. Yeah. He's like Alex Jones conspiracy nuts. theory in that, in that bar. And that's insane. And the problem with him, I think, that you said is that he actually has a following of people. Yes. He has a following of people, and they listen to what he says, and he's able to sort of whip up, whip people up into a frenzy, and kind Which of... Which is terrifying. It is. Especially because in class yesterday, I said true fact, and I was like, oh no, what's <laughs> happening to me? Oh As no. As opposed to an alternative fact? <sighs> Just fact. Why is there the qualifier on fact now? Yeah. Well, because uh. there's alternative facts, don't you know? That's what Kellyanne Conway told us once. I know. Um, and so, I don't know, I think we, like, we've been told... To stick to sports and or don't stick to sports, depending on who. I and guess. we don't even play fucking sports. And we're not gonna pretend that we do. No. Um, but I well, think. Well, I can pretend that I do if you want me to. We can do a fun video. Quidditch series. is not a sport. <laughs> hey, we like Quidditch! <laughs> I know, that's <laughs> It says keeper. I can't read it. In training, Gryffindor. There you go. <laughs> so, Quidditch is not a real sport. Um, it involves magic. So, just saying. Um, are you telling... No, I won't. I won't start it. <laughs> we'll talk about that someday. Um, but I feel like when if we as fans of whatever league and whatever athletes, if we are giving them, putting importance on them, which we are, mm-hmm. by buying tickets to their games, by buying their jerseys, by 
following their stats. Holding them up as holding deities. Holding them up as deities somehow. For them then to use that platform to speak out on an issue, and I don't have to agree with the issue that they're speaking no. out on, but I don't feel like I'm in a position to criticize if mm-hmm. they're going to speak out on an issue. Because we've given them the platform. Yes. So we can't say, no, we, we actually don't want you to have that platform. J- JK. JK. Yeah, JK. Just, just swing that bat and do what you do. Yeah. Um, little, because little toy. That's not what they are. Because they are human beings mm-hmm. with like feelings and stuff. Um, and so seeing the backlash on Taves' Instagram or, you know, hearing people say what they say about Kaepernick or yeah. Martellus Bennett got a bunch of backlash for what he said from people who think that mm-hmm. he's getting too uppity was definitely a word that I read in a reply to uppity? him. Uppity? Which, and there's a context there, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's reasonable for us to expect. I think they should be allowed to mm-hmm. have their say, right? And, and sort of be that and it's refreshing when they are because so many of them aren't i know and i think we don't really understand how much of a risk that can be for them to say that because i forget his name there's this guy in the nba from turkey and he actually hasn't seen his family in two years because of how he's spoken out against what turkey's doing and his dad just got arrested like two days ago yeah or something what isn't oh what is his name I saw like I saw somebody retweeted his tweet yesterday. His dad just got arrested. Yeah, essentially. And for... he like can't go home. Yeah. He and there's different Turkish players in the NBA who are like against him as well because he's trying to speak out against the injustice. Like he was kind of segregated from a few teams because of that, and that's that's like re- legit terrifying. Yeah, like that's crazy. Um, and so having that happening. And sort of burying your head in the sand about it is a little yeah. bit Yeah, and to say, no, we disagree with you taking that risk because it's against my personal beliefs. It's like, you have to understand what these people go through. Yeah. And, and that's, what they're risking. And that's the empathy part, I guess, yeah. of that. And, like, we are... So last night I went to see um, a comedian, John Mulaney, at the Citadel Theatre here in Edmonton. And one of the things that he mentioned is, like, he's a straight white man. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I know a lot of things don't affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but he's at least cognizant of it, that... A lot of the injustice that exists in the world doesn't affect him, but he has been given a platform, and so yeah. he can talk about it. And probably in a much safer way than anyone. Oh yeah, because he's just a funny—he's just like a, a funny, nerdy-looking white guy. Yeah. And so people don't have the same reaction to him saying something as they would um, to say, like, hearing Michael Che say the yeah. same thing, right? Um, and when you coach things in humor, it's a lot easier for people to listen to, I think, yes. as well. Um, but that was the point that he made. And then he said something about how, he's like, I'm not really political, but then in November, this thing happened. And the analogy that he that he talked about was how it's like a horse running through a hospital. Wait, what? <laughs> because he's like, you, you know what the horse is, and you know what a hospital is, but the horse is not supposed to be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what the horse is going to do, because it's in a place it's not supposed to be. Okay, I love that. Um, That's very astute. And he's like, and so you hear, he's like, as long as you can hear the horse, you kind of know things are sort of maybe okay because you know where at least where it is. He's like, but as soon as the horse goes silent, then then what? Yeah. Um, But it was a really good analogy Mm -hmm. for all of this that's going on. But as a white guy, he can say that. Whereas, like, I feel like Colin Kaepernick said that about how Donald Trump being the president is like a horse in a hospital. Mm -hmm. People wouldn't find that funny. No they would be offended by it. And then there'd be a whole bunch of names and whatever, whatever about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And so, um, for us to say, no, you don't get a platform, even though we've granted it to you 
is insane. And even though they're replying to that person on their own platform. Uh-huh. No, you can't say that, but I can say this to you. Uh-huh. And I can say this horrific thing to you. Yeah. Yeah. Is bizarre. So, like, stick to sports, man. No. No. Nothing in life is that. No. Nothing in life is that. Like, if you want to talk about politicizing work, I mean, we're both teachers. Yeah. And I may or may not have started an account to make fun of David Staples. <laughs> which is amazing. Which, he hasn't said anything dumb in the last couple of days. So it's <laughs> been real tough, yeah. Yeah, so I might have to, like, figure out a tweet scheduler thing to go back and, like, <laughs> read through some of his old things. But he's talking about his curriculum review in social studies here in Alberta. And he's convinced that the only approach to take to this curriculum review is to teach more history. Because if you don't know about an event, how can you analyze it? And one of my questions to him was like, it's okay, so you want more history. So do you want like feminist history and religious history and cultural history and ethnic histories and linguistic histories and LGBT histories? Or do you just want great man history? Which we can guess. Which we can guess. He wants great man history because that's what he learned in school. Um, But there's a whole bunch of different readings of different things. And so, I mean, he has a platform. Mm -hmm. And it bothers me that he has a platform. Because he's so dumb. Especially because he has absolutely no history and training in education. Well, and so one of his his arguments is that these people writing this new social studies curriculum, as far as he's concerned, should be history professors with some teaching, like teacher input. No. It should be teachers. It should be teachers with some history yeah. professor input and some sociology professors and psychology professors and economics and economics and, and, and poli sci and yeah. linguistic and, and feminist history and yes and religious scholars. Yes. There should be a whole bunch of input. And he but he talks about how the people that are as far as he's concerned who are writing this curriculum, um, if they're not history professors, they're not experts. And I'm like, bro, neither are you. I know the irony is. Frustrating. For someone who, like, writes for a career, the fact that he doesn't get it is I know. just mind-numbing. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, he's been granted a platform by yeah. virtue of his position as a columnist in the paper. Um, and people listen to him mm-hmm. because he has this Edmonton Journal byline. And that gives him authority. And that gives him authority in a place that he shouldn't have authority. Yeah. Um, and I feel like... That's sort of the flip side of this sports issue is like we put these people on a pedestal mm-hmm. by virtue of the work that they do because we as a society have placed importance on what they do. But that's no different than some, us placing importance on the words of a newspaper columnist. Yeah. Um, except that when we buy the newspaper, which lots of people obviously don't do anymore, but when we buy a newspaper, we're giving legitimacy to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Much the same as we're giving legitimacy to what the athletes are doing. And it does boggle my mind, though, because, you know, there's a difference there into how society can affect that person. And yeah. what boggles my mind is that a city newspaper person who is just... I look at all those tweets, and I look at the responses, and response after response after response is like, I'm a teacher, and you are absolutely wrong. This is not how... This isn't how this This works. is not how education works. This is not how we look at our profession and your... How you learned history 35 years ago is not how society works today. And we're trying to train kids for how society works tomorrow. And so things need to change. Yeah. And how is it that Colin Kaepernick can be essentially society pressured out of a job? Yep. And yet David Staples is there forever. 
And he can say whatever bullshit he wants to with zero repercussions. Well, I'm going to throw something your way. White man. White man. White man. Because he's a white man. Because he's a middle-aged white man. man. Um, And that's that's really the truth of it. And I, I don't think that exists just with David Staples in the Edmonton Journal. No. I think that's true in a lot of places. Um, Skip Bayless does... Oh, I was hoping we wouldn't talk I'm not going to talk, just really quick, I just think it's really funny, like, he has his terrible opinions about everything all of the time, um, and he gets paid, like, four million dollars a year. And he has a show. And he has a show. It doesn't get very good, like, ratings, but which he is has great, a platform, but he has a platform on television. on television for people to watch. Um, but, like, yesterday or the day before, um, or maybe Wednesday... There was, like, a rerun of the Golden Girls on TCM that got higher ratings than uh, Skip Bayless' show. show. So, like, it's not a huge platform. Um, But, I mean, he has a platform. Yeah. But if you had, like, an old angry... uh, uh, An angry old black man doing the same thing that Skip Bayless does, he wouldn't have a platform. And so that's part of the... uh, An individual... Stephen A. Smith has a platform. He does have... Oh, God. Chris sent me this video. ESPN, make it go away. (laughs) Chris sent me this video... Of it's like eight years in a row of Stephen A. Smith saying, and that's why the OKC Thunder are your NBA champions this year. And he's wrong year after year after year. Did after he say year. it this year too? I don't he, know. he can't have said it this he year. He sent me the video and I watched like 10 seconds. Okay. I was like, I get it. I don't. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, like, I kind Chris. of hope that he did say it this year because, like, how could you have gotten that so wrong yeah. seeing what had happened in the offseason? But anyway. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. There's just this weird, like, disconnect with how we view those people yeah. in certain positions and how like we want them to say the things we want to hear yeah. but when they say things we don't want to hear it's uncomfortable for us somehow mm-hmm. and and that uncomfortableness is terrifying it is it really really is and and hearing our heroes or whatever mm-hmm. these people that we put on pedestals have opinions is a little bit disconcerting mm-hmm. like I've said it before if some people that we like turned out to be contrary to what we would see as like you know having appropriate sort of opinions about certain issues yeah i would stop being that person's fan yeah me too immediately yeah it would be hard but i would like it would i would feel betrayed somehow even though for no for no no reason. reason they don't owe me anything not a thing but that whatever exchange that is would then stop yeah i wouldn't harass them no you just Move on. Because they don't owe me anything. Does that mean I'd have to be a Jonathan Tate son? No. Okay. Can I just really be a Sydney Crosby? Shit. Can I be a Sydney Crosby fan forever? But Sydney doesn't really say anything positive about anything. But that's part of the hockey thing, too, right? He's can I be very... a PK fan? Of course you can okay. be a PK fan. I'll be a PK Subban fan. Of course you PK needs more fans. He does. He really, really On does. On his side. Um, he really does. Do you want to talk a little bit about hockey? Uh, I only saw game one. I'm really out of touch right now. I did not watch most of game one, but I saw the majority of game two. Um, and Pecorine, be better. Just be a better goaltender. That's your job. Stop some pots. Yeah. Um, in game one, the Penguins were up. Pe- like, game one, as like classic NHL or uh, SNL skit. Yeah. Like, it, was- it had... Everything. It did. It was crazy. It was up 3-0. It was tied. There was, like, insane penalties. There was a goal, goal called, called back called that back. should not have been called, called back. It was just a wild ride. Yeah. And now somehow the Predators are down to nothing. 
Yeah. I mean, they got spanked last game, you know, and Rena was terrible and whatever. But, like, Pecorino, you were an NHL goaltender. Be an NHL goaltender. Don't be yeah. a preseason goaltender, please. That's really frustrating. I want PK to take the Stanley Cup back to Montreal so bad. I know, me too. Just so bad. And they may never did, get there again. Did you Did you hear how much the tickets are going for in Nashville? It's crazy. Cheapest one, $1,400. That's nuts. Yeah. And do you know what? There are people here in Edmonton who are like, oh, I bet you in Edmonton it'd be $2,000. Shut up! Nobody cares what you think. <laughs> Why does that matter? Because <laughs> we're a better no. hockey town, don't you know? Oh, who cares? Um, it's a lot if easier. If we're a better hockey town, why isn't our team in the finals? Right. Okay? And also, it's a lot easier to smuggle in your old jersey to throw on the ice than it is to smuggle in a catfish. Just say it. <laughs> that was commitment. <laughs> that was commitment. Apparently, catfish guy was, like, signing autographs in Nashville this morning. I heard that as, as like, well. a tailgate party, which is so cool. And what do you sign it? Catfish guy? I would. <laughs> I mean, maybe if there's, like, a picture with you and a cat. I don't know. I would sign a catfish guy. That'd be amazing. I want him to have, like, a, a plushy catfish that'd be pretty great then and she just like holds it all game um the other day last night night before i don't remember wishinski did like a tailgate thing uh in nashville oh really um with uh Geraldine, who writes for uh, a paper there as well um and there was a guy like dressed in a catfish costume at the tailgate which <laughs> i think is amazing <laughs> i love that commitment catfish are disgusting they're so gross they look disgusting they looked i think catfish is actually pretty tasty but I don't want to know that because I don't want to know that I'm eating one because they're so gross. What I loved last night, I was at the Edmonton Prospects game with my friend Davis. And he was like, did you hear about the bet between uh, Pittsburgh and Nashville? Like between oh. the mayors? No. Because, you know, like, yeah. Iverson and was it San Jose? They like, you know, you'll have our home it beer. Craft beer. Whatever, yeah. yeah. So what they're going to do is the loser and Davis's delivery of this line like I started crying I was laughing so hard because it was so perfect because let me put down the drink here (laughs) the loser has to wear a Colorado jersey (laughs) (laughs) and Davis is a diehard Colorado fan oh that's amazing so he was like no (laughs) (laughs) a Colorado Uh, jersey apparently Apparently. That, that is incredible. Isn't that amazing? That is phenomenal. I, I love, love everything it. about it. So <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> so petty. It is. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, the Avalanche are awful, so maybe that works. And that's works. how you make the NHL exciting. Yeah. Have some have some personality. Have some like fun stuff happening. Like Las Vegas Golden Knights, best Twitter game out there right now. Man, when they only had that one kid signed, and they had the video of him like playing, playing soccer, soccer by himself. <laughs> Amazing. Or like tweeting out their lineups. Yeah. Which is like guy, guy, then his name, and then <laughs> guy, just, guy, 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 come guy. Come on. So funny. Oh man, the Oilers Twitter game could uh, take some lessons from the, the from the team that doesn't actually exist yet. Yeah. Oh man. Um. That's a great bet. I love it. <laughs> so fucking funny. Like, I kind of feel bad for, like, real Avalanche fans, because that's kind of mean. It does suck. But it's amazing. It does suck. <laughs> and I'm, imagine the outrage three years ago if oh, yeah. that was said about, like, you have to wear an Oilers jersey. Oh. Imagine oh, the outrage. we would have just been so angry. Yeah. Um, imagine the hot take pieces written on that. An equally great bet, though, for those for those mayors of those cities would be, like, if the mayor of Pittsburgh had to go to a city council meeting, like, in a catfish costume. Oh. And then the mayor of Nashville had to go, like, in a penguin costume. <laughs> that would be kind of incredible, too. Um, uh, that would be really good. That would be super like fun. Like, a whole day in it. Yeah. Or declare, like, 
the day. This is a national day. As like yeah, the National yeah. Predators Day in Pittsburgh or whatever, and like show that would be like I think that would be funny. That would I be super would be funny. And that's how you make sports, like not necessarily relevant, but less serious and less terrifying than it can be when people get so obsessed with yeah the you versus me mindset yeah. of sports yeah well i've had like at work we talk a lot about how um the nhl sucks <laughs> like that's a very common theme among people who are fans of, of nhl teams that the nhl the league is just itself is terrible terrible yeah. um we talk a lot about it and how like they don't make it fun mm-hmm. like the um expansion draft no the uh, so the expansion draft happens i think on june the 21st i believe is expansion draft day is it after the no it's before draft? no it's before Oh, okay, that um, believe, makes sense. That I think. makes sense. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But they're not releasing... Because the NHL awards are also before the draft, if I remember correctly. So they're so they're releasing during the NHL awards, I think in a bid to get people to watch the NHL awards, which nobody does because it sucks. It's the yeah. worst award show imaginable. Um, they're releasing like five players on the Vegas lineup per... Like every after every two awards or something, it's like so and people the next that five, have been people, yeah, unprotected and yeah. How does it work with notifying those people? Like, um, do they they can't know now? No, they won't know now. the The lists are made available, I think, for a seventy two hour period, like before the actual expansion draft, and I think they're being made public because they weren't going to make them public, which is bizarre. which is insane. And so they're going to make them public. Um, but I'm not. I I would assume that if a guy gets picked up on a on an expansion draft call I feel like he would know well I hope they know if they're on the list yes well I mean if the public knows then you'll yeah, know you're yeah, on okay. the list um, I, I was thinking like ahead of time do they know that they're no, on no okay no. um and so but I just like the NHL like, oh let's get people to watch the NHL awards just don't have them cause nobody cares yeah but it's about that TV money but if no one's watching it advertisers don't I guess I suppose but it just seems so dumb it is really dumb like, and also, these guys are not good on TV. Oh, the only one of them that's any good on TV? P.K. Subban. Yeah. And he's probably not going to be there. So, um, no, they, they're so bad. Well, unless. No. No? No. No, he's not going to win. No, he's not. No, they're probably not going to be there. unfortunate. And I don't think he was not. No, he's not a finalist for the Norris Trophy either, so he won't be there. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, it's fine listening to, you know, whoever, like, thank his teammates what does it matter? Like, what's Conor McDavid going to do when he gets up there to, like, take the Art Ross trophy for the league? Thanks to my teammate. No, you're the best fucking player on the team. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not like they some... They should of, be thinking Not like you. some of your landmates helped you out. <laughs> some of them dragged you down real hard. Um, so you can't be thanking those potatoes. Like, what do you... like? Would it be so funny if there was, like, a sacrificial lamb? Like, for every MVP award, there's someone who gets... I don't know. Fucking sent to Colorado. I don't know. <laughs> sent to the expansion team um that would be kind of funny yeah so there was a question yesterday i was listening to the biscuits podcast because i was promised the best dave lozo side and you got it and i got it and i would pay money for that as a ringtone someone get on that because they could make money off that it's incredible um and what the question at the end was if do you think that the like what, what would you think if the winning team of every playoff round got to take a player from the team they beat. Oh, with shit. Them. We'd have Brent Burns. Yes. And then oh. we would have beat the Ducks. And then you could take fucking Ryan Getzlaff, who everybody hates. Not if he's on your team, Not though. Not if he's on your team. 
oh shit and then they would have played nashville in the but then do we get to like give up like no well see gribes see probably yeah you just sit guys right yeah that'd be incredible and like obviously if the penguins hadn't taken eric carlson they'd be stupid yeah especially because they're down so many they're down to like a skeleton defense core but it was a really interesting question. Like that's that'd be so fascinating. Amazing. Can you imagine? Because that's almost reminiscent. Well, not really, but in the spirit of how in professional soccer, if you don't win, you get relegated to a lower league. Yeah. If you're down. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, but can you imagine? Like, you know, then your best player essentially, or the one who'd be the most valuable contribution to another team, gets a chance to play again. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have Brent Burns. That'd be so funny. And then probably gets up. I don't know who else it would be. If we would have won. Oh, they would have won. With Brent. With Brent Brent, oh, probably. I think so. That's true. Um, and then... Take... Brent Brent would be, like, a giant on the ice compared to our teeny tiny boys. It's true. On the D-line. It's true. And then I would have had to, like... I mu- Well, no, I wouldn't have had to put him in that top ten beard. because it's a terrible beard. But he has. It's, like... Well, yeah, the commitment is epic, but it's a terrible beard. Yeah, it's real gross. It's disgusting. So I wrote a thing the other day, which got very little backlash, and I was very surprised, to be perfectly honest, that nobody was like, man, this is stupid. Uh, I was waiting for it, really, (laughs) and nobody really said anything, and I was kind of surprised. Uh, So beards, apparently. Safe safe time. Uh, So I wrote a thing that was, like, top ten oiler beards throughout the season, and it couldn't be playoff beards because our number one, um, and I say ours because we made the list together. Our number one one did not play in the playoffs, Um, but it was a fun list to make. It was. And I left Jordan. It was like a Fast and Furious 30 minutes on Google <laughs> Chat trying to figure out what the rankings would be. Yeah. And we left off some specific people who also had, like, reasonable facial hair because I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't like you. That's true. Um, we did put Cassie on, Cassian on, and it was just kind of like... It's a bad beard. Well, but the commitment exists. The commi- like, it's it purposeful. There. Yeah. Okay. Because he shaved it, like, right down. Yeah. And then shaved off the chin. And then just let it go. So like that's Chips, commitment, yeah. and it was it was it was very purposeful. Um, but yeah, I was really expecting people to be like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read on this website," and they didn't. I was like, "Oh, cool." So either no one read it, which isn't true, because Google stats tell me that they they did, um, <laughs> or no one cared. Do you have the numbers? Ah, uh, probably. I'd have to look them oh. up. Um, I'm always curious as to what those types of pieces get compared to. Like, well, and I made it a top ten like slider post, so we yeah. get more hits, like more ad hits, because they're like you have to click through. I know. I was so annoyed. I was I like, Megan, but just I did do it on, a listicle. No, oh. I, no, I did it on purpose because then I could put an ad you on every other evil genius. I know. <laughs> you could put so like I put an ad on five of the ten slides. Yeah, which is five times more ad views. There you go. I'm smarter than I look. Um, but anyway, so in case you were wondering. Uh, and also apparently taller than you sound. And taller than I sound, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was really funny. That was super funny. Um, so in case you're wondering, uh Kara was our number one. Beautiful. Because that beard is incredible. It is. It's it's very good. He is incredible. Yeah. Overall. Overall. A plus. Did you like the picture I used for Leon? I don't remember it. It was his like hat trick, his playoff hat trick picture. Oh, that was the one that was my <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, gracious Leon. Yeah. Uh, phone photo, yeah. And I did that for you on purpose. Thank you. That was all for you. I'm sure I loved it in a moment, but my memory is there were, a colander. There were um, not great pictures of his beard, so that was the best one. Because mm. I couldn't get a screen cap of that video from the bar, so. <laughs> 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 I tried, but I couldn't get a clear one, so I was like, Was well. he still bearded then? Yeah. Oh. Because yeah, he went bearded to the... Oh, yeah, to the world. That's right. To the world. Um, yeah, anyway. 
So yesterday, Kelsey sends me a text while she's at the baseball game. She's like, the hottest guy in the world is sitting in front of us. <laughs> Why are you Because I didn't tell you what my original reaction was. Okay. My first reaction, because I'd just been on Instagram and seen Taylor Hall's Instagram story, where yeah. he was golfing yeah. yesterday. Um, and <laughs> in my first thought, I didn't text this to you, because I was like, this is ridiculous. It's like, that's not possible. There's no way Taylor Hall made it from there <laughs> to that baseball game. Did you also click on the geotag of where that was? I just, of course I did. <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's outside Toronto. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same Of course court. I did. But that was my very first thought. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like me and Davis were both like distracted by how beautiful this person was in I front really of us. I really wish taken a picture somehow. I know. It, w- it couldn't have been done though. I mean, you said he was with a girl who was like so not on his level. No. And she was like, we couldn't quite figure out why they were together. Interesting. And we figured it out at the end. They were both super dumb. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So he's just, it's a good we thing. He's, like, like, so dumb, it's a good thing he's pretty kind of dumb? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is she's just dumb. Yeah, and he was also dumb, but also pretty. But she wasn't like, she, she wasn't, was she wasn't like Daisy Buchanan. No. Being a beautiful fool. No. She was just a fool. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Like, when they do the stupid things at baseball, like, da 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 charge you know she was the only one of like the 2,000 people there that was like charge and we were just like oh god <laughs> it was just like a it was a real overwhelming situation in front of us that's fine. but they had a wonderful time Good. and I'm sure they're very happy together it looked like a nice night for a baseball game it was gorgeous the first kind of two innings weather wise it was really cloudy but then it cleared up nice Nice time that we had. And friggin' the prospects kicked ass. They won 10-1. What? Apparently they were the champions last year. That I knew. I did know that. And I was like, man, Dave and I were like, friggin' every two weeks we're going to a baseball game. That's it was awesome. 20 bucks and we were right behind home plate. That's perfect. Behind the nets, we wouldn't get, I was very afraid of getting a baseball in the face because I got to keep this mug <laughs> pristine <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> Paid a lot for these teeth. I'm not losing these teeth. <laughs> That's good. No, it looked like a good night. The food was terrible, though. That's about par for the course. Yeah. I would feel. The nachos, I wanted to barf at how gross they were. Really? I saw them, like, unscrewing. Like, imagine your biggest can of tin tomatoes that you've ever seen. Yeah. That's what the nacho cheese came out of. And they were, like, pouring it onto chips. So, when I used to work in a movie theater, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Do I want to know this? I'm going to tell you a little secret about... Is it about nachos? Well... Me and Larissa love nachos. Please the don't cheese, have a movie theater. The cheese came out of, like, <sighs> bags. Yeah, I know that. Like, icing bags, essentially. You just cut the corner off and just, like, squeeze it But it goes into thing. a thing yeah. where it's warmed up. Yeah. And in my mind, <laughs> cooked of all bacteria. <laughs> but this was, like, oh, okay. scooped out of okay. the tin. That's gross. Like, um, the other thing at the movie theater, so if you get real butter on your popcorn, which costs a little bit more, they just put, like, I think I think those things fit, like, three pounds of solid butter. Okay. And so you just put it in, and it melts. Yeah. So it's real butter. Uh, the margarine topping comes in, like, a five-gallon pail, and it's, like, not quite solid. It's, like, this weird... The one that's, like, off by the napkins Yeah, and like, stuff. the one the one that's... Oh, okay. And it's heat... Like, it's warmed so that it... Cause, so it liquefies, but so it doesn't come liquid. It comes in, like, this, like, weird, like, kind of, like, slightly less solid petroleum jelly. Consi- it's disgusting. Oh. And so since I've worked at the movie theater, and I quit when I was 18, yeah. I have not had buttery topping on my popcorn. No. You gotta get that dill pickle seasoning, man. Ketchup. No. Yeah. Dill pickle ketchup. all the way. Ketchup. Always ketchup. I say that as I go to my sister's house for the weekend for the first time off in five weeks. I'm very excited about How that. How did you manage that? <laughs> I just 
just worked real fucking hard this week. <laughs> real fucking hard. That's fair. And she bought like dill pickle chips and dill pickle spits. Oh, wow. Because she's the best sister in the world. Do you like ketchup chips? Yeah. Ketchup chips, dill pickle dip. Ooh, okay, gonna have to like try la- that out. the Lay's wavy Lay's ones with you the old fashioned a, ketchup. You need like yeah. a, a thick chip, but for it's the also dill different. Dip. It's a different ketchup taste. Okay, that with dill pickle dip change your life. Okay, I have to invest. So in. good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it's not the same. Like someone on Twitter suggested to me once as putting ketchup on dill pickle chips. I was like, why would you do that? That's disgusting. That's not the same. No, but. Just like dill pickle dip is not just like eating a pickle. No, no, there, there's like the, the dip part of it that's yeah. different. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Ketchup chips okay. and dill pickle dip. That's, good life uh, tip. It is a good life tip. I don't know how we got to this point. I'm not sure either. <laughs> I was really worried because when we were talking about like the sports things, we were at like 30 minutes and now we're at an hour. Oh, okay. So look at us go. Look at us uh, go. Want to move on? Yeah. Talk about the president. We haven't seen um, Wonder Woman yet. But I want to so bad. Yeah. I may go this weekend with my sister, but if you want to go Tuesday. Yeah, I could probably do Tuesday. I'm also down to see it a second time. Okay. That's so So next, next time we might have an update for you on that. Um, so there's lots of... We can talk about this real quick because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Yeah, if time. you want to. Um, there was a lot of blowback. Oh, look. The Yankees are winning. Hi, Tom. Um... <laughs> um there was a lot of blowback for the Alamo Drafthouse in uh, Austin, which is like sort of like a, I don't want to call it an art house movie theater, but like they're very concerned with like a cinematic experience. Yeah. And so um, if you're texting there, like you can get banned for life if you pull out your phone during a movie, which I think is amazing. Because like yeah. there, I think there are certain things that, you know. But to preserve that as a, as a, a space of function like that is awesome. Yeah. And, and I think that it's very purposeful that way. And so yeah. they offered... Um, a women-only screening of the new Wonder Woman movie, which... One of them. One. Just one. Just one. Just one. Just one. Man, so many bros are so hurt by the fact that they can't go to this one screening of this movie. And so here's my question. And it's and I, not even, like, opening day. And I feel, like you, I feel like you know where I'm going with this, and so I don't mean this in any kind of pejorative sense. Okay. Okay. Would those same bros be as upset if... The Alamo Draft House or any theater had offered a women-only screening of, say, Batman v Superman. Uh, no, the movie uh, Heat. Is that the one with um, Sandra Bullock Bullock, and Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Or Snatched with Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn. No. So what? A chick flick. So what are they upset about? It's a chick flick. What are they upset about? But so is Wonder Woman. It's directed by a woman. I don't know. If I'm it, so, like, I am so goddamn thrilled that it's directed by yes. a woman. Yes. So goddamn thrilled. Yeah. And the reviews are astounding. So, like, are they upset? I mean, I know you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. They so think it's some what sort are of they discrimination. Ups- what are they upset about? That they can't do whatever they want for once. So they can't go in and watch um, Gal Gadot be Wonder Woman. Oh, they can. For one screening. Just not that day and that time. But my question about, like, the Amy Schumer movie. Yeah. Or a movie that stars Melissa McCarthy. Because they believe that that movie is for them. But it's not. It's a movie for everybody, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think they would have been as upset with, like, women-only screenings of Magic Mike? No. Why not? Because they don't think that men should like those movies. Oh, but men should like those movies, and men should pay some attention to those movies. Just saying. Especially the second one. <laughs> Have you seen the second one? I haven't. It's on Netflix. It, you should watch it. It's phenomenal. In like The first one was real boring. 
The first one was real boring. The second one is way better. Okay. Um, Shining Tatum is no better. Um, and that's okay. The character you play, it's fine. But it's made, like, with the female gaze in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. And Michael Strahan is in it. What? Yes. And you know how good Stray? he looks? You know how good he looks in a suit? Yeah. He's not wearing a suit <laughs> in Magic Plank. <laughs> oh. So you should probably watch it. But I, was, I found this backlash about this so interesting. Because, like, would they have been upset about a women-only screening? Yeah, of Batman v Superman? Probably not. No. But it's because it's Wonder Woman, and it's because of what Wonder Woman wears, yeah. and how hot she is, that they're mad about it. But also, I was so happy that Wonder Woman's, you know, what, whether it's costume, uniform, whatever you want to think about it, is actually quite conservative compared to yeah. how it has been in the comics. And I was, like, remember Halle Berry's Catwoman? Yeah. Like, they actually went the other, like, there was such a purposeful, respectful... Yes. Oh, wait, maybe because it was directed by a woman. Oh, and it's such... And the action sequence are the, in the trailers are phenomenally beautiful. Yeah. I'm so psyched. And, like, Chris Pine plays essentially plays her sidekick, mm-hmm. like, from what I've seen from the trailer, yeah. right? Like, he's, you know, he has to help her navigate, like, society because she's not used to yeah. society. But, like, she is the driving force behind. Wonderful. Which Can't is wait. great. Can't wait. Um, and she might be the thing that saves the DC... Movie universe, mm-hmm. and there was a there was that wonderful woman on I always forget her name because she's not on very often, on Seth Meyers' show, with the curly hair, like the reddish curly hair. Yeah. And she came on and she was like, "You realize that men have had eighty chances to make terrible superhero movies, and yet for a lot of you, this is a woman's only chance." Yeah. And if this one isn't perfect, yeah, then for some reason there shouldn't be any more female movies. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. With that? One, I read something. That's- infuriating i read something yesterday that women have to be perfect it's that cool girl thing from gone girl yeah that's true i'll screen cap that and we'll put it up on the website yeah i think it's an important thing but it is it's like this idea that yeah like you can't mess anything up Mm -hmm. like i saw a tweet last night about um it was pictures of carrie underwood um, and as most of you, I'm sure, know, she's married to Mike Fisher, who plays in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and so there's pictures of Carrie Underwood, like, in a Predator's jersey, like, having, having, having a, a great, great time. time. And then somebody retweeted it, and, and the caption was, like, get you a girl who likes hockey, or whatever. It's like, there are girls like this. And then somebody retweeted it and was like, I wish it worked like this for me, but really, I have to I have to tell you everybody who's on the 1960-61 roster for you to think that I'm an actual fan. Yeah. Um, and it's the same kind of thing with this movie. Like, I read something the other day about how this was projected based on advanced ticket sales alone. Wonder Woman is projected to be, like, the number one movie um, all time mm-hmm. directed by a female. Which is wonderful. Which is wonderful, but I'm not really fucking surprised. Because, no. like, when you look at the number of movies that are directed by women... So few. Well, the so first few. Twilight was. The first Twilight was. Um, but when you look at... And there's some been, like, there's like, been, like, some Nora Ephron films and stuff yeah. that have done fairly well. And, um, what's her name? Catherine... Catherine Bigelow? With her yeah. locker? She's just in phenomenal work. Very but, critically acclaimed work. But but not great big box office. Not commercial office. Ones, And so, yeah. so having a, a movie directed by a woman, starring a woman, yeah. that is going to be, like, hopefully um, commercially successful... Is such a relief. Is such a relief. And maybe that means that there's going to be a shift. Yeah, and there's a lot of criticism of how, like... Or hot takes about, oh, yeah, they took a chance on her, and it's like... They cut... Well... Her only, but, like, Peter her Jackson only... did Heavenly Creatures in one other tiny film before he got fucking Lord of the Rings. He's a dude, man. But she's I, all, I think she'd only ever directed one movie before, if I remember right. Yeah, um, but okay. it won an Oscar. It did. But that doesn't mean anything. 
Well, Michael Bay keeps getting movies. <laughs> Which you said it, Arthur. You're going oh, to. Oh, absolutely. Go see like, the Transformers movie. like, part of the problem. Of course I'll go see that movie. Like, are you kidding me? Why not? I'm not expecting it to be good. No. I'm not looking for it to be I just don't acclaimed. like to encourage Michael Bay to do anything. <laughs> but, like, sometimes you just gotta shut your brain off a little bit. Yeah, that's true. You know? Um, but, yeah, I really hope Wonder Woman's good. I've Some people that I know have gone to see They got to see it on, like, Thursday for like the oh, previous nice. whatever and they saw it Friday like last night and I know people are like yeah I'm going to gonna go again oh I love that I'm so awesome. into going twice also go see King Arthur please and go see King Arthur because <laughs> we want a sequel for that too um but yeah like I'm definitely down for yeah for Wonder Woman because That's I think true. I think it's important mm-hmm. um and wouldn't it be nice to have a women only screening oh just that lack of of judgment and having guys be like Ooh. yeah and like gross comments fuck when i went to star wars force awakens every time daisy ridley was even close to um john boyega these guys behind me were like oh we're gonna fuck now and my it's brother a star like, wars Kevin, movie of course had not. to say shut the fuck up nobody cares about your opinion okay so we went to see reva and i my friend reva and i we went to see district nine a number of years ago when it was in theaters and it was really good it's wonderful um and if you don't know like it's a good allegory for apartheid in south africa except it's like aliens and humans yeah at the end of the movie these bros like i can't remember when the movie came out like 2011 it's no, been a while earlier than that it's been a while so I think like 2008 so these kids were like these guys were like 19 20 didn't get it didn't get the allegory first yeah. of all at the end of it, they wanted there to be, like, more alien weapons. Which, fair enough, because those alien weapons were super cool. Yeah. And then they also wanted more interspecies fucking. And I was like, the point is out the door. And you clearly missed it. Because that was not the point of the movie at all. Interspecies fucking. Yeah. God. And I was just like, ugh. Dudes, just the worst. So, like, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Magic Mag XSL was basically a female-only it's not intentionally. It just happens sure to be that there. way. There was like when we went, there was like two. Mm. Um, one was there with his girlfriend, and was not enjoying it. But also, like ugh, the fucking amount of films I've seen with my husband that I didn't give a shit about. Yeah. You go to things that your partner wants because you want them to be happy. Yeah. Like I don't care about the Rocky movies. I've seen them. Although the newer one was fantastic. Like Creed. Yeah. So good. Creed was so good. But still, like, guys, there can be, and there can be value in those things that aren't your cup of tea. Also, women make up half of the fucking population. Yes! And we make up not half of the characters on screen. No. So let's just work towards that and stop getting... Wonder Woman is an important thing for women. And if you love the women in your lives, you will recognize how important Interestingly, some of When I saw the trailer, I cried. Some of those bros who were upset about this women-only screening of Wonder Woman, I bet you were also complaining about how the female reboot of Ghostbusters ruined their childhood. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Do you know why? I know why. You know why. We We all know why. That female Ghostbusters was amazing. I loved it. It was, like, really scary. And really funny. The first half was terrifying. And dumb Crips Hemsworth was, like... I'm on board The... He the best thing I've it. ever seen. He like when he poked his eyes through his glasses. <laughs> Just thinking of that. <laughs> oh god. But it was so nice to have the dumb blonde be a dude. Yeah. Wait. Did we go together? We might have. Maybe. I don't remember. No. No. I think I went with Larissa. I think Larissa. I went, I if you're listening to this on Monday morning, please email me at work <laughs> to confirm <laughs> if we went to that movie together. Um. But yeah, like I that was refreshing to see like the dumb blonde be a man for once. Yeah. 
Um, and also in the new like vacation movie, Chris Hemsworth was also in it, and he was also a dumb blonde, and it was amazing. <laughs> um, and Thor in this new movie is kind of a dumb blonde, and it looks incredible. Yeah. And so maybe that's just Chris Hemsworth type now. I don't know, and I'm okay with that. If that's I'm totally what it is. okay. With but it wouldn't it be nice to have, like, I want a Black Widow movie. Oh my god, yes! I want to see all of the things, and I want to know what fucking happened in Budapest from the first Avengers. I want to know. I just want to know. And why can't they? Well, hopefully, if Wonder Woman is as fucking fantastic as we hope and wish for it to be, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it'll be like the the entree into other stuff. But I'm also interested in Ant-Man too, because it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. And I love Evangeline Lilly. Her politics fucking suck. But yeah. she's a good actress. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be that'll be like the kind of litmus test, I guess, is Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Which just sucks so bad that it like the the literally the weight of like female superhero yeah. cinematic vehicles is resting on this. On this movie. Exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. Um But yeah, anyway. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So psyched. Hopefully a report for you next week. Yeah, I will probably go see it. I'm tempted next week. to like write notes as I watch. Don't be that person. Oh, I just want to... Unless you sit in the back corner. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you do it, but you have to sit in the very back corner and have your phone, like, towards the wall. No, I won't do it on my phone. Oh, real yeah. notes. Oh, okay, fine. I've listened to How Did This Get Made Enough to know that sometimes you need you notes. You just gotta write notes down. You need notes. Yeah. I was wishing that when we were watching King Arthur, because I was like, there's so many things I want to remember, <laughs> and so many opinions that I couldn't be, like, whispering to. I really want to go see that movie again. I, I might have to. It was real fun. Okay. I think we just should skip to questions. We want to talk about our president thing real quick? Oh, yeah. You go ahead. Um, so we did our president bracket. We're down to two. We have uh, Abraham Lincoln against Barack Obama. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Actually, I was surprised because I didn't... Lincoln wasn't my number one choice. No, I thought FDR was going to win that. Yeah, But here we are. Here we are. So we'll put that up uh, and you can vote. And I feel like recency bias is going to probably work in Obama's favor. Yeah. Especially considering what's going on now. Yeah. Right? Um. Anyway. It's That's not that. like we can do hype videos for each of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they had more time. Probably not. Do you want to talk about um, House Cards? No, I kind of... No. We talked a lot about okay. other stuff. Let's just... I'll come back to it. It's fucking good, so get on it, people. Uh, That's I've only watched season one. I'll get on it. Oh. It's, I've been watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Because somebody so told me that uh, David Diggs was in the third season, and I was like, well, I can't just go in not knowing what's happening. And that show is ridiculous. It's so fun. It's super... But so dumb. So... It's like... It's a lighter or a, a watered down version of, of 30 Rock, 30 Rock Shtick. Yeah. But I, I like it. It's but fun. like if it wasn't Ellie Kemper as Kimmy, it would it be work. unwatchable. No, it wouldn't and work. And it's so funny. She's delightful. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. So we have a number of questions. Can we start with my questions first? Yeah. Because uh, uh, my BFF and, and enemy forever Malcolm sent in <laughs> these to me and he had a lot of questions. Um, first of all, he's really interested about your nighttime photography. So firstly, he wants to know logistics. What's the forest like at night? What time do you do this at? What do you pack? And are there other parks you're interested in taking pictures from? Um, so I have a... Um, oh, I'm just looking at questions that we got. Amanda sent us a really great question. Okay, good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, we still... I still love you, Malcolm. This question's good, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kelsey hasn't even seen the one from Amanda yet. It's just real good. Time will tell. Um, Judgment at the end of the podcast. So when I go take... Uh, I'll, I'll post a link to, like, a public album that I made of some stuff that I've done, I guess. I'll, I'll send okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I went out last weekend, and I took... Um, I was going to go take some pictures of, like, just the stars. 
because it was super, supposedly super clear and whatever. And then we got like this amazing oh, Northern wow. Lights yeah. light show. It was incredible. Um, and the only reason I left, I got home about 3.30 uh, in the morning. And the only reason I left is because my battery died. Um, and I was really mad. So it's oh. like, so my checklist of my next thing to get is another battery. Yeah. Um, so I have a Nikon D3300 uh, DSLR camera. And um, the lens I use is a 14 millimeter or something or another. I don't remember what brand it is. And it's just patience and time. Like, it's really all it is. You just have to kind of figure out how to how to set, like, film speed and what kind of thing. And that kind of thing for um, whatever you're taking. Yeah. Um, go somewhere dark and point and shoot. Like, it's not complicated. And it's kind of just trial and error. It's totally yeah. trial and error. I've gotten some really good stuff. Um, and then I see stuff online, like I'll see on Instagram, I follow this account uh, called New Milky Way, and there's all these people who have taken pictures, and they, they have, like, the, kind of the band of the galaxy in the background or whatever, And but all those images have been really heavily processed and stacked to bring out that detail. Right. Um, but not last weekend, but, like, last Tuesday, because we had that weird long weekend, I went out the Tuesday night out to Elk Island Park, east of the city, and I took some pictures, and I ended up getting a little bit of that, so now oh, nice. one of my things to do... Sometime before school ends, I'm going to, like, do some work and learn how to stack and see if I can, like, bring some of that out. Um, so it's kind of fun. Like, that sort of thing is yeah. is super fun. Um, when I just go to Elk Island Park, like, I don't do much. I go and park in the parking lot at the lake by mm-hmm. the campground because the trees dip kind of on both sides so I can get some good framing without having to go too far. Um, also, I go by myself and, I mean, I'm not like I'm going to get eaten by a bear or anything, but it's just easier to kind of, like, be in the parking lot. Um, I went out to Jasper at spring break and uh, thought it was going to die. So yeah, it was that was so was terrifyingly I dark. That, yeah. Um, so that would have been a good time to have a companion <laughs> because I was like, oh my god! Because all I could hear was like the cracking of the ice in the lake below. Oh god! I was like, holy shit! That's how Stephen King novels start. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like Criminal Minds episodes. Yeah, but, like, exactly. Terrible. Um, so that was a little bit unnerving. But I take that and like if I'm going out um, somewhere where there's not going to be a lot of people, um, like I'll have a headlamp and I have a bear bell. Just yeah. in case. Um, but when I was in Jasper, I wasn't worried because the bears were still hibernating. So I wasn't, like, overly concerned. Um, but usually, yeah, and I have a tripod, a really light carbon fiber tripod that takes, like, two seconds to set up. Um, and, yeah, it's just point and shoot. Nice. And so uh, the pictures that I got of the Northern Lights, I think they were all, like, four, three and four second exposures for the most part. Um, and so the longer you expose the camera to the light, the more you get in. Yeah. Um, so when I go out to Elk Island, I can usually get some pretty good shots with, like, 13 second exposure because mm-hmm. um, there's still a little bit of light bleeding from the city, city. and you can see Vegreville kind of in the distance and Fort Saskatchewan's not that far um, but when I was out in Jasper like it's pitch black yeah and so I had like 25 second exposures and 30 second exposures and so it's just like a minute of silence because it takes the camera 30 seconds to take the shot and then it takes it 30 seconds to process it so it's just a minute of nothing yeah it's really terrifying um, and then this summer um Riva and I are driving to Nova Scotia to see another friend of ours who got a job in a small town called Shelburne. And we're driving through the States, we decided, on the way out there. Yeah. So we're going to go through Minneapolis and we're going to go through uh, South Bend, Indiana, (laughs) because we can. And it'll take us past Cleveland. Yeah. And if I can convince her, we might, like, drive down to Canton, Ohio, because it'll be, like, the start of Hall of Fame weekend in the NFL. Oh, So there might be, like, some things happening. And then uh, after, on that drive, we're going to stop at um, Cherry Springs State Park. In Pennsylvania, which is like one of the darkest dark sky preserves in the world. That's wonderful. Um, and so hopefully it'll be a clear night and I can, I gotta look into booking some camping and stuff there. So that'd be really super fun. And then we're going to go to Boston, see her brother and then up to Nova Scotia. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just, 
something I've always really liked astronomy. That's always been a thing that I've been interested in. And I've always really liked sunsets. And so I used to take lots of pictures of sunsets because they're easy to take pictures of. Yeah. Um, and then I started seeing people like taking pictures of the stars. And I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to do that. And so I'm not great, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm working on well, it. Well, that's everybody starts from nothing, right? Um, I went to Banff last spring and I went looking at a gallery at the end of Banff Avenue and there's all these like photos of the mountains and stuff. And I just wanted to throw my camera in the garbage. Yeah, like, no. I'm never doing this again. I know. But then I've stuck with it, and I've gotten some good stuff. And, like, some people have said to me that um, they would totally buy a print or whatever if I was going to sell them. And I was like, oh, oh, I could make some money. There you go. So that's the thing, I guess, that i got to figure out. But, yeah, it's fun. That's it's a fun. cool hobby to have. I don't understand how you do that at the night. Like, well, and, like, well, now because it's so late, so fucking late. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't get out to Elk Island last, last weekend until 1045. And yeah. it wasn't dark until about 1115. But it even wasn't really all that dark because there was aurora already mm-hmm. um in the winter it's nice because it's dark like five o'clock and so you can just go out a like, little bit earlier yeah, yeah like my dad and i went out um he came with me over christmas break and i was looking and i've got like timestamps on my pictures and it was like eight o'clock at night yeah it's pitch black that's really nice which is good and then i was home like in bed by 11 <laughs> which was great because like yeah last weekend i didn't get home till three thirty. no that's ugh. yeah that's but that's okay whatever it is what it is well, there you go, Malcolm. It's a good hobby. Hopefully, hopefully you got some information. If you want to know more, I'll tell you more some other time. Yeah. Um, his second question is not a question. Not even a little bit. He says, Celtic wanted domestic travel. I don't know what that word means. Me neither. And went unbeaten in the league. This isn't a question. He's a very big Celtic fan. Oh. Okay. I'm trying to Yay, learn Celtic. a lot from him about yeah. soccer. And trying to catch it. Celtic? It'd be Celtic, I think. Not it's Celtic. Celtic. Is it Celtic? It's Celtic. I thought it would be Celtic. No, it's oh, Celtic. Weird. I know. Um, and then, thirdly, if you were an American student-athlete in whatever sport makes you happy, which school would you want to play for slash attend? Which is a great question. Obviously an Ivy League school. I think. For me, that's what I would say. Yeah, so you're more focused on the academics yeah. than, the, than the actual Yeah, but I don't want to go to, like, or... I don't want to go to Penn State because they got all that, like, weird football shit. I don't yeah. Know, I don't want to do that. Cornell, maybe? Of an Ithaca. Okay. That'd be cool. Brown. Brown. Columbia. Columbia. Be expensive. Yeah, it would be. I looked into going to Brown. But if you're an athlete, you got a full ride. Probably. I looked into going to Brown for my, for grad school. Yeah. And the tuition, just tuition, was 46000 US dollars. For one year? For one, for a one year program. The- and my tuition in Ireland, my tuition and living expenses in Ireland were probably less than that. Oh, I imagine so. Because my tuition was, like, worked out to 18000 Canadian, and I can't remember what I paid to live there. Mm-hmm. So I paid less than $46,000, though. Yeah. Um, but I looked into it. Couldn't make it happen. Couldn't make it happen. But, yeah, I would I would say for me, it'd be an Ivy League school, I think. Okay. Or, well... See, I was thinking, like, Stanford. Or, like, Alabama. Because, see, I'd want to go somewhere. See, if it wasn't, I'm like, like... No, I'm, like, talking about the lifestyle. See, I'm looking at, like, like, if you could go to school in Cali... Why not? I'm looking at, like, the other sport culture, though. Because I'd like to go somewhere where, if it's not, like, for this, purely for the academics, then it's I would want to go somewhere where they have, like, a great football, a great, a great football team would yeah. be where I'd want to go. So, like, Alabama. But could you handle living in Alabama, Megan? No. I know. Texas, maybe? Austin's close, at least you can Dillon, get away. Texas is only in your dreams. <laughs> uh, no, Dillon, Texas is a neighborhood of Austin, so... But it's yeah, the universe is I in know. your dreams. I know, But, like, I've thought about the Texas thing before. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Austin is kind of, like, the in-between there, at least. Yeah, maybe California would be okay. That's what, that was my immediate thing. 
maybe oh, like no. What the fuck am I saying? Oregon. Jesus. Yeah, I was thinking Northwest. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know. I mean, if I was gonna like not do the Ivy League thing, absolutely go to Oregon. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd, that'd be, be so great. And then you'd be like close-ish to home too. So yeah. if you had to escape the states real quick, you could go. <laughs> escape. Just like fly oh. to Vancouver real fast. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. That would be okay. Speaking of Austin, in this episode of Kimmy Schmidt that I watched, like, yes, last night, I guess, before yeah. I went to bed, there was these hipsters that, like, like, uh, Titus was renting off their apartment on Airbnb, and these hipsters, like, invaded, and they're from Austin or whatever, yeah. and Lillian's like, what do you do for work? And they just looked at her, and she's like, what do you do to follow your bliss? And like, oh, I do this. It was oh, so, so funny. So great. And yeah, then they, they saw Lillian and Kimmy, like, fighting in the street, and they're like, look, a prostitute and a meth, and a meth addict are fighting. And they're just, like, having a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway. Oh, man. Good jokes on that show. So, yeah, either Ivy League or, like, Oregon. Yeah. I think would be good. I'd be into that, or, yeah, I'd, I'd totally do California. Northern California. I wouldn't go to California. You wouldn't go to USC? No. Why? Like, UCLA? Uh, no, I don't want to live in LA. That's why. Just, that'd be too much. Yeah, I think that'd be too much. That's true. I, I think, yeah, I think Northern California would be okay. I have some family there. There you go. And then, I don't know, there's football, there's baseball. Stuff to do. Right? So, a lot of stuff to yeah. do. I can do that. There you go, Malcolm. Um, okay, are we ready? Let's do it! Okay, this is a question specifically for you, because my answer is it's not. Um, why is Riverdale so fantastic? That's from Amanda. She was She was lamenting she, yesterday about watching the show And now she's like it's so good she, Well she finished it last night And she was sending me a thousand messages While I was at the baseball game That I couldn't really answer in detail But it's just it's. I th- we've said it before It doesn't allow Or doesn't require emotional investment And so you're just along for the ride Yeah. And so you just navigate those twists and turns And enjoy them as they come So it's so fun um, she wants to know if there's any draft prospects you're hoping for for the Oilers, and my honest answer is... Oh, we didn't know Nolan Patrick's name until yesterday. Yeah, we didn't know Nolan Patrick's <laughs> name until yesterday when I was like, there was the who Oilers. Is this kid? Yeah, who is this kid? Um, and then there was two other guys who I don't know who they are either. No. Um, I do know one his name is Nico. That was the guy with the bad yeah, hair. Yeah, the guy with the, the boy band hair. Yeah. Um, but like, the Oilers are drafting so low in the first round in comparison to where they've been in the last number of years that... I honestly, I truly haven't paid attention. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably trade the pick. I would have traded the pick For last what? year, though, too. I don't know. But, like, bundle it with Jordan or really to get rid of him. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Anything. Um, what are we picking at this year? I don't know. 22? Oh. Like, pretty low in that. Yeah. In that first round. Um, so, here's the question. Are you ready? Yeah. If Taylor Hall was on your podcast... What would you want to discuss with him? Oh my god, so many friggin' things. We've had th- we've had this conversation in private. Like, before. what was it actually like to play here? Yeah, like no holds barred. What Just it, like, let us know. Like, because no one listens to this truth. anyway, no. so don't worry about like, it. Like, legit, speak the truth. Um. Oh god, like what he was doing, who he talked to the day he was traded, like yeah. how you emotionally deal with that. How did which, you find out? Did you punch a wall? Yeah. Did you cry? Like, what? how does one actually go through that process? Why do people say you're a cancer in the room? Yeah. What's the, What's that all about? That's, I, that's I, a good one. It's a good question. That's I think a it's a fair question. question. Um, Were you actually mean to that guy's sister's sister cousin? one time at the bar? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you wish that Edmonton had been a bigger place so you could hide a little bit more easily? Yeah. And um, just, like, really get the nitty-gritty of what that experience is. In a... You know, who would win in a cage match? Vin Diesel or The Rock? 
It's a very oh, the rock. Question. Come on. It's an important question. It's the rock. What if Vin Diesel was fighting for his family? Vin Diesel is like five foot three. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Mark Sinclair. <laughs> the rock's name is not the rock either. It's Dwayne Johnson. It's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> which is a better name it's, than Mark Sinclair. It's true. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, I don't know. I, no, who, I would, would also want to know whose favorite friend's character is. Would I would ask Because if his answer is Ross, that's a problem. I would say <laughs> FMK, <laughs> Dallas Higgins, <laughs> Tom Rennie, <laughs> and then Ralph Kruger. <laughs> oh, that's great. That'd that be would fun. be a fun one. Honestly, though, I think you'd be fun to talk to. I really do. Like, I think... And just to have a real conversation. And not just about sports and not just about... Yeah. But there are things I'd want to know. What does he read? There are things I'd want to know about. Yeah. The experience. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that would come any... Like, hypothetically, it wouldn't happen, I don't think, now. Because it's still too close to that. But yeah, that'd that'd be a good one. Um, I feel like that's our end goal with this podcast. I think it should be. And then if that it happens, I'm just going to shut her. Just shut her down yeah. and be done. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make it happen somehow. I don't know how. We could use Avery, probably. Avery? As a connection. D- Avery, do you even listen to this? This is your test. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, do you listen to this? Tell us, can we meet Taylor Hall? <laughs> also, please take a photo of the hat that you're wearing at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and send it to us. And uh, I need a newspaper to dime stamp. <laughs> Um, yeah, we should use him as, like, a connection. That would be a, a yeah. thing, maybe. Are you going to the, what is it, Biosport thing? Yes. Are you allowed to bring guests? He, <laughs> he's gonna maybe see if he can do the thing with the sign in the picture that I asked him about last off season. And what was it? So it'll be like, hi, Megan. Oh, my God! <laughs> Avery, <laughs> we, need, um, we need to have a serious conversation. <laughs> Um, what else uh, do we have? Oh, we have a, we had a question last night um, from um, my Twitter buddy, uh, Rad for Living, of course, Brad for Living from uh, the Calgary GM, um, at Book of Lube. Um, and he asked, what's worse, the oversaturation of Kofifi memes or the imminent Chris Russell contract extension? Oh, anything with Donald Trump is infinitely worse than anything to do with Chris Russell. That's probably true. That Kofifi thing was like kind of a little like respite in just the well, unending And it's all you're doing is normalizing his behavior. It's so. true. But it was it was a l- nice little like break. Release from that tension. Yeah. yeah. Um I was listening to uh I get I can't remember if it was on Biscuits or on Puck Soup and Lozo was saying that like somebody <laughs> like at one o'clock in the afternoon the next day replied to one of his oh, that was memes about it. Yeah. I was like what And I was like, this? what is this about? And he's like, I just want to live in a world <laughs> where that where you don't know things that going on. Yeah. Um and then the qualifier on this question was and by worse I of course I of course mean just for you. Um yeah, I think the Donald Trump thing is Anything is Donald Trump does is worse. infinitely worse than anything in sports. That's true. Um, and then Tom's question as a follow-up to that um, is, how excited are you for Weidman to reunite with his BFF Chris Russell in Edmonton next season? Um, yeah. Not at all. I'm real excited for them to play in Vancouver. <laughs> That's what I'm real happy, real excited about. I'm fine um, with that answer. I'm fine with that answer. What do we got? What else do we got? I don't know. Um, well, Amanda did also want to know if she sent us a question, would there be prizes? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No um, physical gifts. No physical, because we don't have any money. Only um, our undying love. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and I got some on my own Twitter account, I believe, if I remember correctly. 
I just got a text from Malcolm. <laughs> he says, this is our soccer conversation. So okay. Have. He says, the Danish defender on, on Celtic that is super handsome got married today to his longtime girlfriend who also plays for Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> End of message. That's, that's amazing. Well, there you go. Um, that's pretty great. Uh, Amanda's question was before. She's like, I need to think of questions. I have nothing except why did you convince me to watch Riverdale? Because it's a fun ride. Um, You're welcome. There you go. She said she's she said she's gonna take on Mozart in the jungle next. And I, was like, I downloaded the Amazon Prime app finally, so I will yes, watch it. Yes, 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 yes. I do need to get through um Kimmy Schmidt. Um so last night we ended up having a conversation, uh, Kelsey and I and Jess and Tom about uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar. <laughs> because he was on pitch and I was very excited about that and now pitch is gone. I, I, I did some reflecting on this. And I remember the photo, but I didn't connect the face because I didn't okay. recognize him with the beard so I was like okay. this is just some baseball guy that I don't know. Oh okay okay. That's what I was thought. pretty sure I sent this picture to you. Anyway yeah. so um, so Tom sent me this thing to say that, that he, Mark Paul Gossler was going to be on this Fox vampire show and I was like I fucking hate vampire shows. <laughs> you know. Will I watch it? Of course. Um, but and then Jess, my friend Jess, she's like, she was, she's like, that's what he looks like now. I know it's my and it's great because Zach Morris, he is not. Um, anyway, we had a little conversation, and there's some like naked baseball player pictures of Mark Paul Gosselaar from the show. It was like an ESPN body shoot that they had done for him. For no, for her because there had been like nude pictures released of her, like leaked from an ex, and oh. so her her agent Dick PR Dick. like spun it and they did like this body shoot and he did it and too. the teammates did it there was a gym and like six or seven other teammates and then katie nolan because it was a fox show so like yeah. they had katie nolan on the show every once in a while and on her show within the show she was like talking about it and she's like i'm so glad they joined her <laughs> and i was like i yeah <laughs> yeah me too but also that's that's such a teammate move right yeah. regardless of the gender yeah um yeah, so Kelsey's question on that was, Megan, are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Um, no, I think that's all we have. I don't think we have anything else. Malcolm confirmed Celtic with soft S sound. Just like Boston Celtics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. That is good to know. Um, I was like, this is going to be real embarrassing. My friendship card is going to have a hard yeah, stamp no kidding. against it if I don't no know No kidding. That. Um, so how did I become a Celtic fan? Um, Malcolm, this is a question for you. Please respond in a lengthy email. <laughs> When you're back on night shift, please. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think... Oh, here's a... I knew there was a question from Tom, so I'll just go back and edit all this stuff up. Um, why are Peter Jackson's Hobbit movies so bad after he knocked it out of the park with the Lord of the Rings trilogy? This is why. He fundamentally did not understand what the Hobbit movie was about. The moment he turned it into a trilogy about action is the moment that he did express to us his misunderstanding of the novel. So, the, yeah, the second part of Tom's question then is, like, does it extend just beyond adapting a single book into three long movies? I feel like the studio maybe had some say, and they were like, we want more than one. Studio definitely did, but that book is not necessarily... That book, there's a reason why Bilbo is unconscious for the fight at the end, the Battle of the Farmy, right. Five Armies. Because it's not about the Five Armies, it's about Bilbo. It's about his own journey out of his comfort zone to challenge himself and go on an adventure and become a person of the world. It's not about right. everything else. Okay, that's fair. Um, there that's was another fair. question from Travis Willerton. He wanted to know, and this is probably a question better directed at you because I don't really know the answer. Okay. Who is the Taylor Hall of the NBA? There's quite a few. Um, I think Chris Paul is beautiful. 
Is that what you're asking me? Who I think is beautiful? You can interpret that question any way you want it. Um, I guess. Oh, fuck. This is not good. Who's that pretty guy? Fuck. Chris would know better. I'm so bad for names because I just haven't watched in a while. Obsessively. Um, Kyrie Irving's pretty cute. People like Kevin Love. I don't, which is funny because I think Kevin Love looks exactly like Chris. <laughs> and they're like doppelgangers. <laughs> and I'm like not into Kevin Love. Sorry about that, Chris. Um... My personal would probably be Chris Paul. I think he's a beautiful man. Okay. I couldn't... Yeah. At work one day... John Wall's also very beautiful, too. At work one day, they were trying to get me um, to, like, name who I thought was the hottest NBA player. I was like, I honestly could not tell you. Like, I don't pay enough attention. There's this one guy who got cute once he got a good haircut. Okay. He's a white guy. And he, I think he plays on, like, the Timberwolves. No, Utah. Who's that cute white guy? <laughs> on. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got nothing. The NBA that got a good haircut. Malcolm, this is your test. <laughs> this is your test right now, live time. I can tell you in baseball, I would like to say Chris Bryant is pretty beautiful. Yeah. Got beautiful eyes. Also so I, Bryce Harper. Yeah, Bryce Harper's pretty cute. Gorgeous. Those hair memes that came out because Bryce of that, that fight. fight <laughs> I was just like, oh man, man. there's a picture hair of goals. Mike Zimmerman holding on to Bryce Harper like to hold him back. Someone tweeted and was like, I want someone to hold me the way that Mike Zimmerman holds Bryce Harper. And I was like, I want to hold Bryce Harper the way that Mike Zimmerman <laughs> yeah. is holding Bryce Harper. We got to think about this the correct way. <laughs> Which is to not be on the receiving, but the giving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I How don't know. about for football? Like, just beautiful? Yeah. I'm super biased, but, like, Aaron Rodgers is gorgeous. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is beautiful. I think he's beautiful. beautiful. Um, I think I also, he has a nose problem. I also, think Clay, I also think Clay Matthews is really hot. You do. But I have a type, so. You do have a type. Totally understandable. He wore plaid once in a commercial, and I was like, well, I'm sold. So, like, I, I just have a type. Uh, Jordy Nelson's pretty hot, too. Mm. Plays for Green Bay. Um, I don't know. I don't really. I don't I don't have the same. I think maybe it's because they wear, like, the. the Yeah. The mask, and I don't necessarily. You don't see it all the time. Um, JJ Watt. JJ Watt is fucking gorgeous. He's beautiful. I'm so mad about come right now. Because <laughs> I texted him, who's that cute white guy in the NBA that, that has a good haircut? And he said, I'm not in the NBA, but thank you. <laughs> That's what you God get. damn it. That's what you get. He's so salty today. Why am I even coming to visit you, Malcolm? Um, Keep typing. Yeah, JJ Watt, I think, is also pretty attractive. Who is that guy um, who married Sierra? Russell Wilson. He doesn't count. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it because I don't like him at all. You don't like him? No. I think he's cute. I'm not a fan. Um, but is that the question? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure if he's asking about looks or if he's asking about, like, who's the player in the NBA that's, like, deserves better, ultimately. Okay, that's a better question because I think it's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I was thinking maybe the same thing. Because, um, like, for the all of the talent that Westbrook has, mm-hmm. he's surrounded by not nobody's. I mean, they're all better basketball players than, like, 99.9% of the yeah. rest of the world. But in comparison to, like, the guys that are in the NBA on other teams. Yes, and the NBA... It's Westbrook and a bunch of other guys. And the NBA now is is a league of of super teams, right? And so you need yeah. superstars together. It's not like that, that bullshit 
Oh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon that's Gordon the Hayward. yeah. I know who that guy is. Yeah, and yeah. he's only cute because he has a good haircut. Okay. Otherwise, he's not cute. That's fair. That's fair. But thank you, Malcolm. Um, we missed a question last week that I totally forgot about until just now. Uh, I believe it was Tom asked us, "Why do we watch sports? <laughs> Why do we watch things that just give us so much anguish and angst?" <laughs> Um, and it's a good question. It is a good question. Because everyone needs that escapism in some way or another. And that... We all know what it feels like when our team wins. Yeah. And so everyone strives for that. And we also know what it feels like when they lose. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, community in that. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes... It's like a safety net. Like, in... Uh, sometimes, like, in football season or whatever. Or if I'm not really watching... If it's maybe not me... Or my team or whatever. And I watch, like, man, sports are cruel. Yeah, they really are. You know, like, you just see... They're cruel in what they do to the people who play it. Yeah. It's not cruel to us as fans. But, like, look at the World Series last year, right? So the Cubs had been... It had been 108 years since they'd won the World Series. And it had been, like, 71 or whatever since the Indians had won yeah. the World Series. So both teams, like, there have There's been... There's cruel irony in, in yes. having it be a historic moment for both teams. And, yes. and so both teams have fans who've gone their entire lives without, without seeing. seeing a World Series uh, victory. And um, it goes into extra innings. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the Cubs tie it up. And it's in Cleveland, and so Cleveland should win. You know, and the Cubs tied up mm-hmm. in the ninth, and it goes into extras, and there's a rain delay. And then the Cubs at the top, um, the top of the ninth, they, they score two runs, right? And then all Cleveland has to do is score two. And they scored one, and I was like, oh, they're going to do it. You yeah. know? Like, what a moment. And then they don't. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. And for all their fans, like, that there that sucks. Yeah. That's so, so, To so. be so close to it. And, and for, like, the historic moment and whatever, and for it to be at home. And to hang on the edge of it. Yeah. It's not like it was... And it wasn't it was a four-game sweep. start and it was to- stolen it from you. It was... Yeah, and it wasn't a four-game sweep. Moment. Yeah. It was the end. It was seven games. Yeah. Like, which the best sports stories come from. But, like, oh, just cruel yeah. and heartbreaking. There's always next year. There's always next year. And I think that's what it is. It's that, that, that infinite hope that sports gives you, right? I was talking to Davis about this last night. That's why the first day of the Oilers season, the first game is always the best game. Yeah. Because you have that that hope. This is going to be different. Well, you know how like when they win the first game of the season, everyone's like, ah, undefeated. Like, we're so excited. And then yeah. they lose like seven in a row. I'm like, ah, shit. Same old. Yeah. But that first, yeah, really there's simple, that, there's but... that hope. There is that like... That moment where you're like, yes, this one's going to be different somehow. There's the hope in the community and where it gets wrong, obviously, is the obsession. Of which we are infinitely familiar. Mm-hmm. And intimately familiar. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why we watch sports. And like, also, it's something to do. Yeah. You know? Like, the there's a baseball game on right now, so... And it's nice that it's during the winter, right? Yeah. Which here, yeah, and that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Gives you something to do when it's minus thirty. You don't want to go outside. No, and as soon as it's over, I'm just like, God, it's done. God. Yeah, like I'll watch the hockey game tonight. Oh, I don't know if we will. Uh, Maybe it'll be on. I will, but I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not overly invested. Like, I'm happy for the fans in Nashville to get a Stanley Cup final game, and you Me know, too. big deal. Good for them. Happy for them. But I mean, whatever is what it is, yeah. right? Um. So Anything that's else? it. No, I don't have any more questions. God, this felt like a long one. It isn't. It's only an hour and 43 minutes. (laughs) The fact that anyone listens to us at all for an hour. We really appreciate. So there's our first thank you. Thanks for listening. Yes. Because we do appreciate it. We do. Um, We are now uh, 
on Stitcher too, which is the thing I forgot about mm-hmm. until I saw a tweet from the Burn It Down podcast that they were on Stitcher and I was like, oh yeah. Um, so we'll put a link to our Stitcher site on okay. our website too. For sure, you for can sure. Find us there. Um, Otherwise, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. I am at garbagefirekels. And I am at MIG14. You can send us an email at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com and our Twitter account is at garbagefirepod. Um, I think that's all we have for today. So thank you so much for listening. And, and we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>